Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Majesty, what a great way to refer to God. It really shows his grandeur and his royalty that he deserves. How life can change in a matter of days and weeks. One of the things that I've noticed change is when you ask people, how are you doing? And instead of answering like this, I'm busy, I'm I'm stressed, or I haven't got enough hours in the day. People are responding with, I've got this time, I've got space, and I've got this huge void. You know, the culture that that we live in has shaped us to handle boredom not very well. We don't do empty to-do lists, and the concept of stillness is totally alien to us. A day without worry and anxiety and stress is not normal to us in the Western world. So we try and fill this void. So I don't know what you've been trying to do in this time. Maybe you have been trying to create something new. Maybe write a song. Maybe you've been trying to learn a new language or an instrument. Or maybe you are going to read those books that you've been meaning to read for so many years. But if we are not careful, we will slip into this guilt because we don't live up to these expectations we're putting on ourselves. In this void, we may find ourselves with new temptations, old temptations returning, laziness, um, a lack of motivation. Jesus often spoke into life situations, and, and I've, I believe that, that John 15, which we're going to read from, really speaks into where we're at and can encourage us. So if you can, read with me. This is John 15, 1 to 9. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Jesus is speaking to his closest friends here. He's speaking just before his execution and and when he was to die and, and leave them. And he was using this to prepare them for that, but also encourage them 
for the time that was to come. And I believe there's, there's things here that can encourage us right now. And the first thing that I think we should take from this is that he has not deserted us. Although he wasn't going to be there in the physical sense with the disciples, he was saying, I still will be with you. Just like the branches are, are connected to the vine, so we will be that close. And I also will continue to nourish you and give you energy like the roots of the plant do so that you can develop fruit. Maybe you feel that God has deserted you. Maybe it's connected to coronavirus or, or maybe not. You, you feel that God has deserted you in a relationship or, or, or something else or decisions or prayers. Maybe you're experiencing loss or job loss or illness, or loneliness, and you feel God isn't there. But our faith says otherwise. Our faith says that Jesus understands pain, that he understands loss and suffering. Our faith says that he remains in us through this hardship. So be encouraged that God has not deserted you, that he is with you in this time. And he goes on to say that the branches not connected will wither and die. So just as the branches rely on being connected to be nourished and, 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 and get energy to produce fruit, our spiritual lives depend on being connected to the Father. If we are not connected, then our spiritual life, our faith will wither and die. Maybe you are feeling spiritually dead. And if you are, then I ask you to ask yourself this. Am I connected? Am I receiving the nourishment and the energy that the Spirit, spirit brings to nourish my soul? You know, there are many ways to look at this self-isolation and this social distancing. But a way that I'm looking at it is that it's a gift. This is an opportunity to get connected. Maybe for the first time, maybe you have never met the Father and you want to get connected to the vine. Maybe it's time to get reconnected, to reset yourself with God, to reconnect in your faith. Maybe you have been trying to fill this void with projects and stress to achieve but do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that we simply need to remain in him, that we need to get connected. And then these things will automatically flow. We will bear fruit because of him, not because of us. We just need to simply get connected. Maybe this time, this period uh, that we find ourselves in is about guilt-free rest, about simply just getting connected and getting used to life again with the Father. He also goes on a lot about pruning. Now, pruning is a really fascinating thing. And when you say things like that, you realize you are getting close to 30. But I don't care because it's really intriguing that, that a dying plant or branch, you can cut it off and it encourages new and healthy growth. I just think that that is crazy. This is what Jesus says about the Father. He prunes the branch, that the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce 
even more. This time is about preparing the ground spiritually and physically for even more. At a time of pandemic, there is so much stripped away. There's loneliness, there's hardship. And pruning is about sometimes letting go. But I sense God is pruning us for healthy growth. He is pruning us for even more, preparing us for a time when we're going to reach beyond the margins, a time when our, the, our prayers that we have been saying for years are going to be answered, that we are going to see sons and daughters returning home to the Father. We are being positioned for revival. There's a letter that um, I was sent this week, and maybe you have seen it. It's from a doctor called Dr. Julian Urban. He is 38 years old and working in a hospital in Italy. Let me read you what he has had to say. Never in my darkest nightmares did I imagine that I would see and experience what has been going on in Italy in our hospitals in the past three weeks. The nightmare flows and the river gets bigger and bigger. At first, a few patients came, then dozens, and then hundreds. Now, we are no longer doctors, but sorters of who decide who should live and who should be sent home to die. Though all these patients paid Italian health taxes throughout their lives. Until two weeks ago, my colleagues and I were atheists. It was normal because we were doctors. We learned that science excludes the presence of God. I even laughed at my parents going to church. Nine days ago, a 75-year-old pastor was admitted into the hospital. He was a kind man. He had serious breathing problems. He had a Bible with him, and we were impressed by how he would read it to the dying as he held their hand. We doctors were all tired, discouraged, psychologically and physically finished. When we had time, we listened to him. We had reached our limits we can do no more. People are dying every day. We are exhausted. We've had two colleagues die and others have been infected. We realized that we needed to start asking God for help. We do this when we have a few free minutes. When we talk to each other, we cannot believe that though we were once fierce atheists, we are now in daily search of peace asking the Lord to help us to continue so that we can take care of the sick. Yesterday, the 75-year-old pastor died. Despite having had over 120 deaths here in three weeks, we were not destroyed. He had managed, despite his condition and our difficulties, to bring us a peace that we no longer had hoped to find the pastor went on to be with the Lord and soon we will follow him if matters continue like this. I haven't been home for six days. I don't know when I ate last. I realise my worthlessness on this earth and I want to use my last breath to help others. I'm happy to have returned to God while I am surrounded by the suffering and death of my fellow men. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. Kindly pray for our frontliners all over the world. 
As God's people, we have a duty to pray for this world. We have a duty to pray for our frontliners. What an encouraging story of of somebody experiencing God's peace at this time. And there's more of that to come. I believe that greater good is going to come from this. That is what our faith says. Our faith also says that the devil means things for harm, but God means them for good. Never have we seen a situation like this before. And our response has to be prayer. Our response has to be preparation for what is to come. There's never been a more important time to pray. Pray for our loved ones. Do you know the Holy Spirit is waiting to be released on the people that you are praying for in this time. So we need to pray and lift up our loved ones, this nation and this world to send the Holy Spirit out. This could be the greatest opportunity, us as a church, us as individuals, but this nation and this world, the greatest opportunity God's people have had in a long time. As we approach Holy Week this week and remind ourselves of the journey Jesus took to the cross and why he had to do this for us to make everything possible, let's remember that God hasn't deserted us in this time. If you remain in him, he is going to remain in you in your suffering. It's weak getting reached and have faith that he has not deserted you. Spend this week getting reconnected with God Spend this week getting connected with God for the first time and resetting yourself in your faith. This is a time that is crucial that we are connected to the vine. And then let's pray for what's to come. Let's prepare ourselves for the revival. Let's endure this pruning and let God do his work, knowing that the even more is coming because of the prayers that we are going to pray. We are being positioned for revival. And there's a time that's going to come when PBC can't fit people into two services. It has to go to three. It has to go to four because of the people that you've been praying for, that I've been praying for, will return home after this is all over So let's spend the next few minutes praying. Praying for those who feel deserted. Praying for those who feel disconnected. And praying for revival. Praying and claiming people in Jesus' name. So let's pray. Father, as we think about Holy Week and remind ourselves of all that you went through for us, Lord, remind us that we are not deserted. And I pray now for those who feel that you have deserted them, will feel your Holy Spirit right now in their homes. Father, will you remain in them? Will they feel that more than ever now? Lord, as people right now are praying to get connected with you for the first time, to get reconnected with you and reset their relationship with you. Lord, we know you are faithful and I pray a blessing over those people right now. Lord, help us this week to reconnect with the Father, you. 
And Lord, we pray for revival. We pray for a great awakening. We pray for the eyes to be opened. And we pray that you will bring many people into your kingdom in this time. And Lord, as we claim our loved ones right now, as we name them with the authority of Jesus' name, we say, they, may they feel your love. May their eyes be opened. And while they are experiencing your, experiencing your peace right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.